Hi, I'm Tash and I'm from England. Hi, my name is Martha and I'm from Holland. We met in Bali and fell in love. And this podcast is all about what happens in a long distance relationship after you break the distance. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> That's how you're starting it. Hi, welcome back to episode five. Five. Oh, wow. Wow, we did it. Um, we made it here. This week, we're going to be talking about arguments, arguments, fights and disagreements. Yeah, and it took us like a full week to record this podcast because every time we wanted to record this podcast, we were arguing. <laughs> That's ironic, isn't it? It is very ironic. But I would say that we were doing research. Yes, it was. Yeah, like research and trial and error and... Yeah, all for the experience. All for you guys. So you guys were arguing so that we can bring you a real true-to-life arguing podcast. Yeah. Okay, so where do we want to take off? Okay, I think we can start at the beginning. <laughs> you say that every time. <laughs> okay, should we say what we were arguing? Well, first of all, obviously we're all in lockdown at the moment. And being in lockdown is obviously affecting everyone. Yes. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It's a challenge to be at home on your own 24 7 but also to be in the same apartment with another human being 24 7 I think is challenging to women yeah I think that's probably the starting point is the fact that you are currently on day three of your period yes and I'm due on tomorrow yeah and we've been arguing for the past it started on Sunday evening yeah so right before your period kicked in yeah I think we should not ignore that very very clear indication of why things were escalating in the way they were yeah i think it played a massive part and then together with the isolation of course it was a recipe for disaster it really was it was it was a tough week yeah it felt like forever as well like when i think back of sunday it feels like ages ago yeah but we did it really well so it was things like other things that were being brought into the argument it was like a pressure cooker so things that maybe wouldn't bother us in normal day-to-day life seemed that much more apparent in yeah, this version of life. So much bigger. And I think it's also interesting that sex was a massive part of arguing this past week, which is ironic again, because we just did a sex podcast the week before. I know, right? I know. It's crazy. Do you want to elaborate on the sex part of our arguing? Well, like we said in a podcast, I have a higher sex drive, so I don't mind doing it every, every day. <laughs> it doesn't have to be every day, but you know. So when almost a week is passed without sex, whilst we're like 24-7 together, I'm like, what's going on? And yeah, then I was questioning myself and if you still fancied me and me PMSing. I was going to say also coupled the fact of how your brain goes and yeah. your thought pattern goes just before your period yeah. is tends to be more on the negative side. Uh, yeah, almost everything. <laughs> yeah. Like it's really hard to stay positive throughout the day anyway. So when small stuff happens, it just gets piled up and I get just super frustrated and yeah, at that point, yeah, I say the same things over and over again and you feel pressured and then it's just one big clusterfuck. Yeah, that. But I would say that our arguing, I don't know, journey has changed over the time we've been together. 
Yeah, for sure. It improved massively. Um, so when we just uh, started seeing each other, I remember our, our first argument be- being here in London, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's right. And I don't even remember what it was about. Not a clue. I never remember. <laughs> but you were so distant. Like I was getting upset and you were like so distant and almost like cut off from me and um, you just fell asleep whilst I was so upset and then I don't know something clicked in me or like I just was like you lost it I lost it yeah you were so like and I say this not in like a harsh way and you'll understand how I mean it but you were like super irrational that night yeah so just some I mean yes I did fall asleep it was also two o'clock in the morning when we were having the argument yeah it was late to get up at like six because I was flying to Amsterdam that day and uh, I remember I hardly slept and I just I got like really panicky and crying and I just couldn't get to you and then the next morning there was still this super weird fight between us and we were in the car and you're like yeah I just don't know what to say and you just made me sound like I was crazy which I was but yeah and we just it was like three months in or something yeah so after that every time we fell into an argument it tends to go that way like especially at night when I don't know in at night when you're tired and we're getting into an argument you're just like you seem like you don't care well that's when we have majority of our arguments is always in the second half of the day so I felt I feel like we fell into a pattern of whenever we fell out it would always be late at night so I'm tired it's the end of my day and when I'm tired even like outside of an argument when I'm really tired I don't have much patience it's the time that if I'm going to get upset over anything it will be when I'm yeah at that point of tiredness so we would always get into arguments in the second half of the day and our defaults would be that I would be tired and kind of shutting down and cutting off and the more that I would shut down the more in the opposite direction you would go i.e like crying becoming like hysterical in that way and also just like saying things for the sake of saying them to yeah, because yeah to provoke, provoke a reaction from me which then shuts me off even more to the point of I'm near mute you can see how this is really working can't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah like we trigger each other in mm-hmm. that like in a really extreme way I never experienced that in a relationship before because before people will come to me like console me yeah and so comfort me in that way and which is not always good either because I will always stay in that same pattern of like getting upset in a fight or an argument then the other one has to turn at my come at my side because I'm upset and crying yeah but I also felt like subconsciously that's when you know when you see like a child I'm not saying you're a child but when you see children throwing a tantrum and you see the mum just like walk away and then you see the other mum it's like oh my god darling what's wrong you want the chocolate here have the chocolate and the kid's like okay every time I want to get my own way I just throw a tantrum and it was almost like subconsciously learned behavior yeah I didn't want that learned behavior I didn't want it to be like oh well whenever regardless of the argument you just kick off and start crying and then all of a sudden I'm like oh it's okay it's okay baby it's all my fault and this is a whole thing that came up as 
I said, obviously, Marta's previously been with guys in relationships as well. And I also know from like speaking to guy friends and experience that guys generally cannot handle when a girl cries. Like they, I don't know, it's an impulsive thing, especially if they've made the girl cry. Most guys feel compelled to make it better and to apologize and to be like, babe, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. And I said to her, I'm a girl. we know how girls mind like I know how girls mind works I have one myself and whether we mean it or not I also think that we can use that as manipulation do you know what I mean to get upset and then you kind of we learn it from a very early age whether we consciously do it or not yeah but that's not never in my mind I don't want to cry of course but I just feel like the fact that that becomes the default yeah is like a learnt behavior yeah and me just seem really evil like just standing there watching me cry so my thing is that i first of all want to understand why you're crying before i just jump in and with all of that i sometimes when this tears start i don't always feel like for me they're justified and i know that's only my side of the story you're obviously having your own version of reality and i would never want to disrespect that So for me, I'm standing here going, I need to understand what is making you cry. What is making you so upset? Because I don't feel like we're at that point yet. And if it's a misunderstanding, then I want to correct that. So why are you crying? Which I know for you always feels like, how dare you ask me why I'm crying? Is it not obvious why I'm crying? Which doesn't help our situation. And then the other thing is that through past experiences, I really struggle with extreme emotions in that sense. And how to deal with that. Yeah. And I mean, I can, yeah, I'll be open and honest about it. So what this podcast is about. So for many of you may or may not know, but uh, when I was 17, my brother of 25 at the time passed away very, very suddenly. Literally his heart stopped and he was gone. And as a result of that, obviously my immediate world was spun upside down. And, you know, my mum, obviously, for obvious reasons, was hit super hard with that super hard and was going through a whole heap of emotions obviously grief being the predominant one but also you know the fact that it turned out it was something that if it had been diagnosed could have been prevented and all these other things but at the time as a 17 year old I almost felt at the time that I had to deal with a lot of those emotions myself and this is not through fault of my parents I know they're probably going to listen to this and I don't mum dad I don't want you to think that it's not that that was on me but I very very early on sort of then started to make associations of I think you know seeing my mum in that deep deep grief and hurt and upset kind of then put up a wall for me when I see that it's like an association that I've made but also for me in terms of I guess the degrees, the spectrum of pain and hurt and grief, my spectrum is at its furthest, you know, and anybody out there who's lost somebody, a family member, a parent, you know, once you've experienced that kind of loss, it then puts a different perspective on much lesser things, on your everyday things. So things that may maybe would have upset you before now just kind of seem insignificant by comparison. And I think that that's a lot of where our disconnect happens in an argument is that for Marta it feels like it is a big deal but not necessarily it's always like a big deal but in a moment sometimes I don't know what to do we're having a discussion or an argument and 
you are very like strong and like really good in how you say having a discussion like your arguments are really strong in that way mm -hmm. and at some point I feel like I cannot say anything back anymore because you are right because it sounds like and convincing then, yeah <laughs> and then I just I feel so shitty and then I just that's sort of my last resort which is why I think that sometimes where my frustration comes from is because I feel that I feel like it's you giving up in the argument not that I want it to be an argument but giving up in the discussion and defaulting to being upset when I'm like we weren't done you know we were still discussing this I'm not having a go at you it's not we're not in a negative space just yet I just want to talk about it but now you're crying and being super upset we this it stops here now and we can't go any further yeah and I think we really trigger in each other like what you just said and I experienced in my past like people leaving me in a way like so my in an argument like you becoming so distant and almost cut off from me feels that goes you know abandonment yeah almost like that like talk to my therapist about this <laughs> but it, and I think yeah we we are soulmates for a reason and also that what we experience in our youth or past that we now have to confront it in that way and work through it together yeah Sorry for interrupting this podcast. If you're enjoying today's episode, then please feel free to head over to our Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash breaking the distance. Patreon is where you can support us and also have the opportunity to access lots of exclusive rewards like live feeds, workouts and other fun stuff. But for now, let's get back to the episode. Yeah! I mean, we put in some steps very, very early on because obviously being long distance and the long distance element, the arguments are obviously different, but just disagreements in general when they came up. Being long distance obviously allows you to just put the phone down and just not make a phone call, which doesn't resolve anything. Um, so we put into place a word which we've mentioned before, palan palan, which is where we met. But it's also palan palan means slow down in Balinese. And that's like our word, like our safe word that if one of us says it, it means at that point, wherever we are in this discussion, it has to stop. We carry on with our day, as it were, and then come back to whatever needs to be discussed at a time when our emotions are back on a neutral and we're both calmer. Yeah, like pause from how I met your mother. <laughs> yeah, basically. It doesn't always work like that. I find it quite hard to in that moment let go of all my emotions. But it definitely helps just to take a step back or just be alone for a little bit. And so we're both calm when we come back to each other. Neither of us used it this past week though. Oh, you did it a few weeks back. I yeah, think. but we didn't do it this past week at all. I didn't think about it at Probably all. Probably should have though. Yeah, but it also went from like a zero to a hundred so there was also sometimes not much of a discussion anyway mm -hmm. like I say something and yeah I think it was yesterday I said something and it triggered you so much and then you got angry really quickly and I got upset really quickly so that happened in a space of a few minutes it was not like we're like no, arguing in that way no 
It's true. But I also think that that then comes down to lockdown and this situation and just how highly stressed everyone is and the environment is that I think it has a knock-on effect. Yeah, for sure. And you are Joanna. I'm on my period, so hormones are flying through our bodies. And yeah, I'm way more ir- irrational in those times. So previously, it used to be that we would have an argument in the evening. Matt would get extremely upset. I would fall asleep. The next day... the next day I would wake up and for me I hit the reset button yeah so amazing how you do that like sometimes I say that to her in the evening it feels like there's not much love left for me and then in the morning you're like in love with me again you say it to me all the time now it's it's so much better than before but I will wake up in the morning, I chant, I'm Buddhist, and a practicing Buddhist for the past two and a half years, and I chant Namya Harenge Kyo every morning for about 45 minutes. And for me, that really centers me. It also, if we are going through anything, I really focus on connecting to my own Buddhahood, but also to martyrs. So, you know, connecting to that good in that other person trying to see their perspective and maybe you can't always see it that's fine but just knowing that they do have good intentions so that's always how I start my day so quite often I'll come back and be like do you know what yesterday was yesterday we're in this present moment and the actions that we take in this present moment are what set us for our future so I'm gonna ignore the past you however (laughs) yeah I just had a really shitty sleep because I didn't sleep much and had like weird dreams and like and I'm still quite upset because for me it's not resolved yet because you just fell asleep and I'm a bit angry about that. So then in my new enlightened positive <laughs> life state when I'm being confronted with a girlfriend slash fiance now who's still not okay and then I'm trying to to do the best I can to make it okay but I almost don't want us to fall back into that being down energy yeah I want to bring your life state up to mine I know and then it almost feels like I cannot be upset anymore and you're like you said to me a few times if it if it's like I want to stay in that state which I don't but it doesn't help when you're like oh like ah, positive, la, 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 la. and then I'm like just still angry yeah which i think this is this is a element of us that we're still trying to resolve in you know me understanding that just because you know she's not coming to like the super positive la 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 la, as you say it doesn't mean that i have to extinguish mine but we have to meet somewhere in the middle yeah um which is still like a daily thing for us to navigate i think daily well i mean as in whenever we have a disagreement i think that's something a part of it that we have to navigate is the aftermath situation yeah i just need some time yeah like yesterday yesterday was a good one though right so we had we kind of had a weird thing yesterday that escalated into i don't really know what anyway it resulted in you going out for a walk yeah a three-hour walk (laughs) i was like i was like i'm just gonna walk until point i feel good like better again and then i'm gonna walk back so yeah that took like over three hours hilarious <laughs> i felt in the end i was like oh my god i i walked so far on my legs i'm not used to this anymore <laughs> all i've done is walk around a two-bedroom apartment yeah so by the time you got back obviously you weren't necessarily happy but you weren't angry or upset with me you were in that weird everyone's been in it, that weird limbo yeah in post between. argument apocalyptic wasteland 
emotion, right? We It could go either way. Yeah. Also because you said to me, like, I'm fine. And if you say, if you're asking me all the time, how am I doing? I just feel pressured and like, la la la. So when I came back, I was like, I'm just not going to ask anything. Right. But I could see that in you, it was like we were on a fine edge. Yeah. That it could have tipped either way. But I talked to you just about normal stuff right I was like oh I can't what I said to you first but it forced you to respond in just like a normal way right it was an it was an average question completely not about how you were not about what you've done but it was enough to like break that ice of firstly speaking to each other which can sometimes be a hard thing after an argument yeah and then before we know it it just kind of flowed into I'd made dinner already yeah and I had a shower and I was like, I was feeling so much better after like being outside and just walking and being with myself. <laughs> yeah. But it was that fact. I think I came in and I was like, you had a shower? You're like, yeah. It's like, were you cold? You're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Nice walk? You're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to carry on making dinner. Okay. And it was just, I felt your energy relax. Yeah, because I didn't know how you were going to be when mm-hmm. I came back home after like three and a half hours. I'm actually pretty chilled though, aren't I? Yeah. Or did you want me to be like... No. I feel like sometimes you want me to, I'm saying in inverted commas, care more based on your perception of what caring more yeah. looks like. I was quite annoyed that you didn't text me. Of course, I know that. During my walk. I was like, is she not worried? I'm gone for like forever. <laughs> but the thing is for me is... I'm also like the last thing you know I feel like she needs this time and I almost feel like if I was to text you we run the risk of falling into like a text disagreement and then that walk is then for nothing you're gonna go out go for a walk and then spend 45 minutes of it texting me angrily you know Mm. and I didn't want that to happen which is why I left you that's a good thing and then I was like I just need to get myself into a better state and do it myself and not be uh, dependent on you Mm. For that that makes sense yeah so now i already some time ago when uh, we had like arguments at night i made a agreement with myself like i'm just not gonna ar- argue at night anymore because it doesn't help me at all you fall asleep i feel super shitty i get like all upset i can't sleep and th- then the next day i still feel quite bad so now i'm like every time i feel angry or have an argument i'm just like Okay, it's not helping you. Just go to sleep. Go to sleep. It's so much better for you. <laughs> I just feel like it doesn't escalate. No. Because it just used to escalate to a point of... It wasn't even about whatever we were arguing about. No. It was about the argument itself. And then it's just like a lost cause. Yeah. And I am trying to be really conscious of when you are upset. That is the whole thing. Is when Marta gets upset. And like we said, and she'll start crying and... There's a part of me that really struggles with offering comfort, both on the the reasons that we spoke about earlier. I just, I feel like sometimes it just feels like I'm not giving in, in that sense. It's like a stubbornness. But also there's an element of it that I'm still too angry. If it's, if it's that kind of a disagreement, like sometimes I'm just too frustrated to come and hug you. And it's going against, you know, everything in me like I remember I've been in arguments with people before where I'm too upset with them that I don't actually want them to hug me I might be upset but I don't want you to hug me because you're just too upset with them and it's like a reversal of that if that makes sense yeah yeah totally 
that I'd want my my hugs and my consolation to be sincere rather than just because this is what you're supposed to do yeah Yeah, I totally get that that's what you're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) it's not necessarily that I always want that either it's just sometimes when I'm in that state of mind so emotional then everything just seems really bad like everything is just dark (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean it's really hard to get myself out of that yeah in that moment but I I think we should also do it talk about the fact that we've seen a lot on a lot of our social media and friends and people coming to us saying that them and their partner are really struggling right now in lockdown because I think that for here in the UK we're now this is we're in week four of lockdown so we've done three and a half weeks and I think the first initial three weeks was different right oh we don't have to go to work anymore okay well we're gonna all stay at home and maybe we're gonna start baking and read that book that we haven't read in been wanting to read for like a year and haven't had a chance to read it or we're going to watch that Netflix series and blah blah and now they've just extended it another three weeks which I think if we really thought about it we all knew that that was going to happen but I think the the reality of it and them saying a minimum of six weeks and we're seeing even more things getting cancelled I think is now really starting to take its toll on a lot of people yeah as individuals let alone in a relationship for sure like Oh, the cooking and the baking and this and that is not so... Now I'm actually quite over it already. Yeah. So that's why I said to you, it's good to have a lot of sex. (laughs) (laughs) Always comes back to sex. (laughs) But I think it's a case of saying to people, actually, it's really normal. Like I know there's a very particular couple that have reached out to us because they're also still long distance which I can't begin to imagine how challenging that is right now. And just knowing that the arguments that you're having aren't a reflection on you and your relationship. It's a reflection of the situation. Yeah, for sure. If you compare us to like a month ago or a little bit over a month ago and we just got engaged and we're in Bali and everything was amazing. Well, yeah, that was perfect. And now a month later, yeah, it's just circumstances. I'm not saying that paradise is real life anyway but this is like an extreme 180 degree turnaround for us yeah you think of you know when we were traveling yes okay we're traveling but it's 10 weeks of with each other 24 7 it's exactly the same as now the difference is is we were doing other things as well you know you can go somewhere different for oh my god she just yawned and made me yawn (laughs) the difference is is you can go out for dinner you can spend the day at the beach you can spend you can choose to spend the whole day in your hotel room all day you're in the sun and doing all this physical exercise you meet all these people all over the world so you're still social and you're so distracted by all these amazing things but i think that's the same though even if you haven't just been traveling for 10 weeks and you've been at home living your normal day-to-day life still both with your partner living in the same building the difference is is you can do what you want around that you know and now it's 24 hours together 24 7 but literally 24 7 together unless you choose to separate yourself yeah but that's not what you want right no i mean as in one of you chooses to go for a walk oh yeah yeah which i think is if you are living with your other half and you're sharing a space that's you know an apartment space 
I think it's so so important to with love and good intention to say you know what babe I love you but I just need to be on my own right now for the next couple of hours I just want to watch this Netflix series on my own or I want to go for a walk on my own or I think it's only right yeah for sure and all that stress like financial stress that comes with it and you know all the worries about when you will see people again or maybe you know people who are sick it's just a lot and that's one of the things we learned I think this past like week or so is actually how we both deal very differently with stress or how we react to it very differently yeah so for me I like this kind of a situation makes me want to do more and be proactive and to have structure and to make lists and to like set goals for myself each day and almost like I don't know I have to keep myself busy that's how this situation makes me feel Martha just wants to have sex (laughs) (laughs) no I like to be productive as well it's just when like we sleep in a morning and we just have a chilled morning and uh, do other stuff I don't mind either you know I still want to achieve a lot of things and you know not drink all day and sit on a couch but for me um, it's a little bit more balanced than that way mm-hmm. and you just want to work day and night yeah it becomes like my lifeline but it's not work as such like I could sit and play ukulele for like five hours you know it's not necessarily work it's just activity I feel like I have to do activity yeah of some kind sex is an activity (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's tons of people going Tash what the fuck are you doing your girlfriend just wants to have sex with you 24 7 why are you not taking advantage of that I can feel you I hear you don't worry we did it this morning it's all good that's why she's got a big beaming smile on her face (laughs) um but I also <laughs> love that about you. We did a lot for breaking the distance. Um, like from we earned zero pounds an hour, earning so much more money in three weeks. So that's really cool. But then when I get to those things, that's what then relieves that stress for me. Yeah, and, and for me too, babe. I'm I'm getting I'm actually quite stressed about that part. You are. Yeah, but I want to make my own money. I want to be an independent woman. I understand that. So I signed up for like three websites and like been emailing about nursing for the past weeks. But it doesn't seem to happen. It will. I know. It will be okay. Just have to have patience. Hilarious. Okay, so I actually think that was quite a good one about arguing. Yeah. So any tips? I think the main thing is, I think palan palan, find a safe word, is actually a very good tip if you can remember to use it. Yeah. What about you? For me, it really helps when I'm really fucked off with you (laughs) Um, to think about what I like about you. Just like, not even love. Love about you. (laughs) I mean, start with like and then, you know, work your way up. Um, But because I can get so angry with you and then... Um, I can be quite like I don't know how to say this in English doomdenker which is like you stupid no <laughs> when you're just thinking only negative like okay yeah negative spiral like oh and we're arguing now and this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong and then 
you know then that's a lot of negative energy you put out in the world and i don't think that's good so just when i see you i'm like okay she's still very pretty (laughs) always comes back to that thank god (laughs) no but you know what i mean like um think back of all the good things and then breathe yeah helps a lot and always think in a in a month time or even in a week time would this still be a problem is this like an argument that is like a real relationship problem or is it just next week you will will you still worry about that yeah and if that's not true just think the uh, faster you solve it the nicer the it is you can have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think that too. I also always try and consider your side of the reality. Yeah, I'm always like, well, what have I done to get her to this point? What is it? How would she be feeling in this state? What are the things that, I mean, I might struggle to align with them, but at least if I can, you know, pinpoint them and see them, that's a starting point rather than just being like, me, 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 me. Yeah, that's what happens, right, in an argument. Yeah, of course. It's so hard to see the other side. Yeah, so... I mean, I think that quite often when we argue, I always say to you things like, look, I completely understand where you're coming from. I totally appreciate that this is your, how you feel about it. I think I I say that quite a lot. Mm, I don't remember. Oh, going to the effort of saying all these things. (laughs) No, I know, but it's just, you know, you're still very strong and still very uh, fierce and like, yeah, so I don't really feel that in that way put it this way when I was at school teachers would say I'd be great as a lawyer mm-hmm. yeah but I know that in an argument I'm not coming at it with that perspective I'm not seeing it as a debate that I have to win I know but for me sometimes it feels like that I know I just feel like I just want to be really clear in my perspective with you and helping you I understand just want to be right <laughs> I mean usually I am but <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking I am joking. There's more than one occasion that you have been right. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Anyway, just breathe. Yeah, take a break. That really helps. Come back, think about how sexy she is. And then, yeah. And if you don't understand each other, just respect that you won't always agree and then have sex after i knew it was gonna end with that okay so on that note um we will say goodbye do we have any ideas of the topic for next week oh you always ask me that i know Mm, i think we should do something fun yeah well we're in lockdown so nothing cool is happening we should put a q a at the end of this though yeah Okay, so we're going to do, so we'll, we'll figure out a topic for next week, but we would love to do a Q&A, just in general, like a five minute Q&A at the end of each episode, just out of curiosity, we would love to know what you your questions are. So send us over some questions, breaking the distance on Instagram, that's at underscore breaking the distance, or alternatively, you can email, you can do old school and email us your question together at breaking the distance.com. Uh, and we will add them to the end of next week's podcast. Yeah, it's a good idea. Lush. All right. Well, cats and kittens. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kitty cats and cool cats and kittens. Anyone understands that reference, yeah. right? You're amazing. <laughs> oh, see you later, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> She's so annoying. 
Okay. Um, this was episode five from Breaking the Distance. I hope you enjoyed this and see you back next time. See you later. Bye bye. Doi doi doi.